Welcome back. This is the This Is Jazz Today podcast with Alan Blanchard, and my name is Nick Finzer, and we are going through our January 2020 edition of the This Is Jazz Today playlist. You know, I've been checking out some of the other playlists that are on Spotify uh, that are jazz-related, and I have to say that I don't think that there's any that are really curating jazz straight ahead music kind of in the way that we're doing it so if you like jazz and straight ahead music i really think you should head over to spotify and subscribe to our well follow our playlist this is jazz today you can find that pretty easily if you just type it into the search bar you might need to add outside in music also while you're searching to find it but uh alan welcome back uh i'm glad to have a new new podcast new playlist for uh 2020 yeah um Thanks, I guess, for having me. You know, it's this is what we do. Uh, you don't have to. Podcast. You don't have to thank me anymore. Now oh, you just yeah. have to okay. be here. It's just yeah, a yeah, yeah. Requirement. Yeah, well, Not you really know, a requirement, but it's, it but uh, so it. we cleared it off. We cleared off the old stuff, right? So we've got new stuff for 2020. Some of the stuff from 2019 has been pushed off the bottom of the list. So uh, that's what that's what we're doing. We're keeping it keeping it rolling, and. Uh, so was there a lot of new releases this month or no? Because it seemed like we had another version of this from a couple of days ago and we made some adjustments to it. Um, but what was the story? I mean, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot. I know I'm saying that there's not going to be a lot of releases. And in like three days from now, I'm going to find a bunch of stuff that I didn't originally find. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what always happens is it's much easier to find a new album release than it is to find someone putting out a single. Um, so there weren't that many album releases, uh, at least that I could find or whatnot by people that I enjoyed listening to or were in my circle of reach or anything. Um, and so I put together that original thing. Um, and then what ended up happening actually, uh, props to Spotify was I was then like on my personal page and, uh, somehow got to something like, you know, this is the new, these are new releases in your area or whatever. And there was like a lot more singles. Um, that were being pushed out to me. And so I caught those and, and whatnot. It's it's a lot of people putting out what seems like, uh, you know, a single or, or two singles or something for like projects coming out in March or in, in April or something like that. So, I mean, not a bad selection of whom we got on the playlist, but it's not, you know, like sometimes in we're doing podcasts in September or October of last year. And I'm like, there was 30 releases. I'm mean, trying to figure out 10, you know? Yeah, no, it was, uh, hard at some certain months but there's some interesting good names on here some some friends some people i don't know i don't know a couple of these people but i'm excited to to check these out so let's just jump right in and uh start with a very under recorded tune i kind of checked this out of this tune a couple of years ago and hadn't thought about it in a little while so i'm glad to see it circle back here from a great trumpet player jeremy pelt yeah, uh, so this is off of Jeremy Pelt's uh, new record, The Art Art of Intimacy, Volume 1. Um, I really didn't know this tune either. Uh, this is just a record that I had knew, uh, I knew was coming out, and I found this uh, Rogers and Hart's uh, classic and whatnot. And it's a beautiful tune, um, and it's a great record, all in all. It's George Cables on uh, piano and then Peter Washington playing bass who I found out from reading about the record is actually Jeremy Pelt's godfather. Uh, oh. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really cool. And I, I very much enjoy 
um, in general, this kind of trio format, drummerless trios, um, coming from a horn player perspective, it, it, it's really cool to be able to hear like these three voices, um, and how they are interacting without, um, drums and how they keep, uh, the rhythmic ideas moving and everything. And it's, um, hitting a kind of like on another, um, topic that personally I've been checking out lately has been like a lot more ballads and whatnot. So all in all, I mean, great record. Jeremy Pell's a, a phenomenal trumpet player. And it's, it's cool to see like a bunch of tunes, um, like you had mentioned with that one specifically that like aren't necessarily often called or anything, but there's still a bunch of great standards and whatnot. And so, uh, kind of working your way through that from like a, a musician perspective is, uh, is awesome as well. You know, like they got always on my mind, um, which is not the Willie Nelson tune. Uh, it's the Johnny Green and Norman Newell song. Um, they got the Lee Adams and Charlie Charles Strauss song. I've just seen her. Um, a, a version of Lucky Thompson's "While You Are Gone." Um, so just like a, a bunch of cool tunes on there, and uh, I think they do a really good job. I'm sure. I hadn't. I haven't got to listen to it yet, but uh, I think Nina Nina Simone. I think did a version of little little. Sorry, I'm blanking on the tune name. Little Girl Blue. I was about to say Little Boy Blue. <laughs> little Girl Blue. That was the first time that I heard it, and I did. I had uh, somebody asked me to do a big band arrangement of it, which was the re reason that I learned it. But, oh, I mean, I just learned it because it was on this record, and I wouldn't even say I've learned it yet. <laughs> but, yeah. You're on your way. Yeah, Not we're starting way. somewhere. That's good. Um, so let's keep moving. I'm really excited about this next record. Uh, by a bunch of friends of mine, actually, from Juilliard in New York. And uh, they have a great kind of crossover jazz classical chamber music group uh, that's a brass quintet called the Westerlies. Yeah, this is uh, kind of awesome for multiple reasons. Um, one, I feel like it kind of lets us geek out a little bit. You know, it's a brass quartet. There's two trumpets, two trombones. Um. The other thing that's really cool about it is every other time I've ever heard a brass quartet or quintet try and do anything related to jazz, I just want to, you know, stop listening to it because um, <laughs> there's all those arrangements of like Dixieland tunes and all that stuff that they try to do, uh, which I just usually does not come across well. Um, but as you mentioned, this is a, a killing quartet, which I had just found out, I think, when I put this on the playlist is when I messaged you about it. Um, I do like a bunch of these, uh, new works that kind of blend the, the line between classical music or, or, or more thorough, like through composed type stuff and aspects of, uh, improvisation. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's one of those where I didn't really try to like put it into a, a genre or anything. I just listened to it and I was like, this is really good. And I think I could claim this is jazz enough to put on the playlist, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like reading in more about the band and like, they've done a bunch of awesome stuff and, uh, um, collaborations with like, if I'm not mistaken, people like Bella Fleck and common and Dave Douglas and like individually they've played with tons of people, um, you know, ranging from like Winton to Joe Lovano, Bill Frizzell, 
uh, Abigail Washbourne, George Duke. Um, it's just four great musicians do, doing great music, and it's a really interesting uh, take. You know, it's a, it's like I don't think feel like you brass quartet isn't really put out in the spotlight much. You know, like what really brass group is besides like Canadian brass at this point? <laughs> um, totally different though. Yeah, very different vibe, but like this is this is really cool and it, it's it's a cool thing to uh to find and check out and it it spawned me going and checking out like their their last two releases and googling it and finding like who was in the band to start off. Um but I think people will really enjoy it uh if they go into it with like an open mind and just listen to it for what it is and don't try to like analyze it or or anything like that, you know, don't get too caught up in like, oh, it's a brass quartet, you know, I must sit here and follow along in the score or something like that, you know, just check it out. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's a, a good blend of um, improvisation and written music. And it's just, uh, I've always liked their group. They've had it for a while now. I mean, when did we finish school? I'm getting old. So they've had it for a while. <laughs> so, they've made, done a lot, of, a bunch of projects too have you heard have you ever seen some of the videos they did with theo blackman no not at all and they've been around since 2011 supposedly and i've just been living under a rock for the last yeah. nine years <laughs> well i mean they were just you know they were just students for the first couple of years sure but, sure but um anyway so we're kind of veering widely here in this podcast going from classical meets jazz meets improvisation new music brass quintet quintet excuse me all the way over to Gregory Porter. Yeah. Um, I remember I texted you about this one and was like, I don't actually know if we're going to throw this on here, but it's killing. So here we are. Um, Gregory Porter is basically doing an all gospel inspired record uh, coming out in April uh, called All Rise. And so this was like one of the singles um, leading up to it, which definitely... Like, it, like many people are describing it as straight up gospel music, um, which is killing, you know, and supposedly like that, um, it's helped him get long back to like his, uh, songwriting and, and, uh, back to some of his inspiration coming from like the souls and, and blues and, and gospel and jazz music and whatnot. And it, it's cool to hear like a different aspect of it because the last thing he put out, you know, was really like that Nat King Cole and me, um, which was another one of his huge inspirations vocally. Um, so it's, it's really cool to just hear him on both sides of the spectrum. It kind of reminds me more of like some of the older albums, uh, Gregory Porter was putting out, um, like take me to the alley or be good back from like 2012, uh, but I'm like, I'm really excited. I think it was a great single to release, uh, in a sense of like, um, giving people like a foreshadowing of what could be coming or, or to get people excited for this new, um, new record coming out. So, you know, props to whoever came up with that idea, but yeah, it should, it should be a good record and it's a great single. Nice. I'm gonna have to check that one out. That was added after I saw the, the one from the week before. Uh, okay. And so we, and again, changing vibes. That's what I like about the playlist. We get all the different kinds, all the flavors of jazz of 2020. Um, someone I saw at the Grammys a couple of weeks ago, Theo Croker. Yeah, I, this is this was interesting. So I was a little confused at first because this tune, Understand Yourself, or, or this composition, whatever you want to call it, 
was actually on his uh, last record. It was the last track of Star People Nation that he put out last year. Um, but what they did was they re-released it um, in three tracks with like one of them is the original that was on the album. One of them is just Sullivan Fortner and Theo Croker. And then one of them is Sullivan Fortner, Theo Croker, and Chronix. Uh, or Chronix. Chronix? Chronix? One of the two of those is how you pronounce it, I think. Um, and they released all three of them uh, this month, and it's it's really cool. It's This one um, is like an acoustic version of what uh, his album was, and it's a little bit longer and whatnot, and, and it's just really cool. Theo Croker's doing like a lot of awesome stuff. Um and it's it's really interesting, like his background and whatnot. Like he described himself as like keeping the old guard happy while bringing in new blood, um, because like his grandfather's Doc Cheatham, like his teacher was Donald Byrd, um. So definitely like a lot of uh, jazz and or straight ahead, you know, influence <laughs> on his uh, development and everything. Mm-hmm. But he's bringing like all these different aspects into his music and. And all these different um, genres blending and, and what he's checking out, what he thinks it's going to today. So very cool to do that. And then it, I think it's really cool to hear like the original and how it had the beat mixed over it and and the aspects it brought into it. And then hear like an acoustic version of that. And that's just something that I think is cool with with any song in general. You know, hearing like whether it's T-Pain do his version and then like do an acoustic set with it. Or, or whatever else. And that's something that you don't always get in jazz because generally it's acoustic. Um, so it's just really cool to hear how Sullivan Fortner like fills out a lot of the stuff and then where Theo comes in and, and chronics uh, over top of it and everything and, and how all the pieces like work together and whatnot. And then taking out chronics and then just hearing Sullivan and Theo and then hearing, going back to the original and that, that dynamic and everything while checking it out. Yeah, no, that's cool. I've had the idea to try to do that before, but I've never been able to execute on it. Mostly because, mostly because I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> my my remix skills are pretty much nothing. So, what would you take out though? Because like you do acoustic stuff. Well, yeah, but I always had the idea that I would to take the stems and send them to a producer or something, and just like, hey, here's all this. Could you do something? Can something be done? Can we add something else? I don't know. Maybe this no, is a I mean, different, cool. I, an unrelated idea, but it's never happened yet. So suppose it doesn't I'm matter. I'm here for it. I'm here, here. for it. I mean, oh, okay. I, I'd, I'd like to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely do it. <laughs> I've tried. I've thought about it. I just don't know anyone to do it. So if you're listening and you want to remix some uh, acoustic jazz records into something, something else, maybe. Uh, Maybe you can, maybe you can check it out. Get in touch. Um, let's keep moving though, so I don't get uh, down my own rabbit hole here about my music. Um, who's next? Um, another release that I just was not expecting, which features this band of, and I'm gonna slaughter these names going through it: Minko Egger, Eggersman, Theodore. Borger, Aaron Parks, know how to pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. And then Oscar uh Gudgeson will go with. Um, and it's a single office this project and this album they have coming out and called Uniphony in May. Um 
And this is the one that has like the most information about it I've ever seen of any record and or project anywhere. You know, I Googled it, brought it up. There's a whole website for this called Unifony.com um, where they explain like where the name came from, like where the concept is behind it, the process in which they recorded it, the products that they want to have come out from it and everything, uh, how they all met. It's really interesting. And basically, this is this whole new word <laughs> that they've that has no literal meaning, but it's the blend of like how everyone commonly shares like the universe or it's universal. Um, but it's not based on notes, but rather than the sounds, which is where phonic comes in, and then you get unifony. Um, and it's, I mean, I don't really know how I feel because it, it's not something that I think you can listen to and like imagine the song to go, you know, like here's this section, here's this section, here's this section. Like it's definitely like a total soundscape vibe, you know, just this overwhelming, like, wash of sound um that goes like in and out of stuff all the time which is very much like aaron parks type vibe that i would uh expect from listening to some of his other stuff um and i have no idea who the rest of the band is which is why it was very useful to then go to the people tab and it explains all of them and like their backgrounds how uh some of the band was more into like production. I mean, this is their like way that they've gotten back into playing and whatnot and, and did all this. So it's just, it, it's really interesting. It's very, uh, uh, cool to be able to read about all this stuff because then they also have like all the people that did audio and, and everything else and, and talk about the products and the album coming up and everything, uh, and trying to learn more about it. Um, but it's just it's just a good recording. Definitely like a modern jazz vibe, you know. I, I would not describe <laughs> this as straight ahead sure. at all. I don't think anyone ever would. Um, but I think people will will enjoy it. And I'm interested to see if the rest of the album kind of has the same vibe or if this is just one aspect of it. Um, you know, and maybe they'll release another single coming up and we'll be able to hear more and, and figure stuff out. But they they just talk about how like they start with this vague idea of whether it's like a sound or a rhythmic pattern and then they build upon it. Um, so a lot of like uh mutual composition type vibe, you know, I, this does not strike me as I came into this session with a tune written out. Let's play it right. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool. So I, I think, I think this will definitely get some looks, some listens, some people checking it out. If for the only reason that they see that Aaron Parks is on it, you know, and then they find the rest of it. Um, cause that's how I originally found it. I was like, Oh, wonder if Aaron Parks has done some, anything. And then here's this album. Um, and it was a great find in, in my opinion. So we'll see. Nice. That sounds like a cool thing. I'm gonna have to check it out. I didn't dive as deeply on it as you did, but that's, that's really cool. So let's keep going here. We got jazz and Lincoln center orchestra back with another release. They're just like cranking them out here or it feels that way. No, no, they are 100% cranking them out. They have four releases coming out before the end of March. As a big fan. And this is one of them. Um, th it's the music of Wayne Shorter. And I'm here for it. All right. Wayne Shorter knows a couple of things. You know, he's a good tenor saxophonist. Uh, I picked Mama G, which I feel like is one of his lesser known tunes comparatively to like Yes or No or, no or something. Um, 
it, I mean, any track on this could have been on this playlist. Like, it's a great album. Uh, Wayne Shorter's playing with the big band. I have no complaints here. There we go. It's, you know, whatever. It's, it's Wayne Shorter. Like, how are you going to say this is not good? Um, I would recommend all everyone to check it out. You know, if you're listening to it, if for the sole reason of maybe you're shedding yes or no, and you need like another perspective on it, you know, listen to the big band version or whatnot, or maybe you just like Wayne Shorter, you know, hear how it's been arranged out for big band. And like my understanding, like each of the members of the band uh, chose a tune and, and like arranged it out. And some of them might've done uh, several, but like, you know, uh, went and probably arranged some and, and print up, I think arranged one of the tunes and, and whatnot and, and everything. And it's just, yeah, I'm sure everybody did. Yeah. And it's just one of the, these records that they're putting out this spring. Like they also put out Sherman Irby's Inferno, which is supposed to be, uh, talking about the nine circles of hell, um, in reference to like, uh, Dante's, uh, epic poem. And they got black, brown and beige coming out in February. And then the ever, uh, funky lowdown coming out in March and everything. So yeah, they're just spitting out records left and right. And here we go. Yeah, I mean that. What is it? It's Blue Engine Records. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think? Blue Engine Records, which I think is their their own record label, right? Like it's Jazz at Lincoln Center's mm-hmm. label. Yeah, yeah, it's the in house label. Yeah, and I think some other non big band stuff has come out with them. I think they've been doing um, some maybe Carlos Enriquez his last record. I can't can't recall really, but uh, definitely worth checking out. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, let's keep going. Can't go wrong with Dazzling Center and Wayne Shorter. And on to great vocalist, Kurt Elling. Yeah, and so this, to my understanding, is I think it's a... I don't actually know if it's Kurt Elling's project. I think I think it is his project. But this tune-in specifically is like a single for an upcoming record they have uh, coming up um, with Danella Perez. And they do a certain continuum... Um, which is from their upcoming album in April, Secrets Are the Best Stories, um, which has a bunch of people on it, like Clark Summers is playing bass, Jonathan Blake on drums, uh, Roman Diaz and Rosario Bocata playing percussion. Probably killed that one. Um, and a bunch of other guest artists and whatnot. Uh, and this was just cool. You know, Kurt Elling is a very... Um, interesting vocalist like it's not that i think he's bad or anything but he certainly has like a very different vibe to him than i think what a lot of people would imagine is your stereotypical jazz vocalist or anything um and that's mm-hmm. really awesome in in my opinion in the way that he sings his vocals and everything and so they do this track uh, a certain continuum which is derived from and inspired from uh jaco pastore's composition continuum um and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's cool. Like, I really don't have anything else to say. It's just good. It's something that I put on. And I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Two great people playing. Like, what what more do you want, you know, besides the rest of the record? But I now have to wait three months for it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they're just teasing you. Teasing you. Um, but I'm going to have to check this one out. I don't think this one was on there when I looked at it. I don't think it was either. I think this was one of the ones that I added additionally. Um, that's great. Okay. And moving on, I believe this next one is a Positone release. Yep. It, Theo yep. Hill, great pianist. Um, which is interesting because I won't say that I have a preconceived notion towards Positone releases. 
Uh, but this one really pleasantly surprised me um, in the sense that it doesn't really sound like a lot of the other stuff that I feel like Positone puts out. Um, like they definitely mm-hmm. took their own vibe and that's like completely cool. Um, it's Theo Hill's record with Joel Ross on vibes, uh, Roshan Carter on bass and then Mark Whitfield Jr. on drums. Um, and this is another one of those that definitely, um, takes on modern jazz, you know, and that's, that's perfectly cool. And I think, um, I think for me, the idea of uh vibraphone and whatnot and the way it's been used and like Joel Ross has definitely been something I've been listening to more um, partially because I just went to school with a great friend who plays vibes. And so I was kind of forced to, you know, like trying to learn how to, how to write for it and how it's used in a jazz group and, and what jazz vibes actually sounds like at a, at a high level and everything. Um, but this is a great record. They it's there's like a lot of funk inspiration. Uh they do like a cover of uh Stevie Wonder Superwoman. Um and there's he plays piano and he plays Rhodes, and then they do uh a Bobby Hutcherson tune with blue poles, um, and then they do, you know, it's just different perspectives all over the record and different inspirations, but at the same time, it doesn't ever get to a point where you're just like, oh, they're just playing a standard, you know? Like, there is no, like, we're just going to swing out on this. And I have no issue with that. You know, it's really cool to just see, like, what they're trying to do, like, what is their inspiration, and then hearing how they go with it. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I listened to this one a little bit. But yeah, Joel is taking over, man. Everybody, everybody's got him. Good band name, too. I know this isn't his record, but uh what is it called it's good vibes right that's the name of the name of the band yeah yeah i think so um excellent i'm glad that we got to include that include this one um let's uh move through these final two for the month we've got uh one from our favorite child prodigy joey alexander yeah joey alexander which you know he's kind of really killing the whole um Everyone used to always say, I feel like there's no such thing as a child prodigy in jazz because it takes time and everything to learn this. And then you have Joey. And so I think that's re- mm-hmm. kind of killing everyone's uh, thing there, but it's cool. And here comes his release, Warner. I think we did a single of this like at the end of last year. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's awesome. You know, it's his trio, Larry Grenadier and Kendrick Scott and Joey Alexander. And they have a couple of uh, guests throughout the record as well. But it's it's a good it's a good album. I the most interesting thing so far that has been with me in this record is how everyone's just like keeps referring to it as his debut album because it's the first one he's released with Verve. Um yeah. which is just like from a music business point, I'm surprised that they keep like really harping home that this is his debut Verve album when he's already won Grammys and everything else with the last three records he's put out or sorry, three Grammy nominations on uh, his last four music releases with uh, Motema. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's odd. It's an odd one. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, it's great music and it has like Ann Drummond playing uh, flute on it and then uh, uh, a Venezuelan percussionist, uh, Luisito Quintero. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a good record. It's, there's no, 
complaints or or anything about that. I think it's kind of cool to uh, hear him maybe get more into like his own composition um, wheelhouse. Because I think up until this point, he was definitely doing like a lot more standards and everything. And I mean, he's young. <laughs> it's not like I'm complaining for him doing that or, or anything at all. But it's just cool to be able to see, like, we talk all the time about the the documentation and the growth of a musician. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Joey is is certainly showing that with his development from release to release to release. Yeah. And I mean, that's why that's why we document so we can hear that hear that process so that's that's great and that is i've still am a little caught up on this debut thing i mean i guess they're just trying to say it's like his major label debut or something like that who knows everybody there's always got to be an angle though yeah i mean yeah of course and that's i mean that's like literally what a lot of the articles are saying i just think it's kind of like you know poor taste a little bit when they just keep saying like debut they you know over and over where he's released several albums already and had gotten nominations for them for Grammys. So, you know, but whatever he does his thing. It's congrats mm-hmm. to him. And last but not least, this is someone I have no idea who they are, but I'm glad to see this person on the list. And I like the album artwork when I just clicked over to it. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea who they are either. <laughs> They're the theory Malliard Malliard big band. I think that we're going to go with that pronunciation. Um, and they just, this is a uh, single for an upcoming album. I think they have called Zappa Forever, but the single is Between Earth and Sky. Um, I 1000% found this because of Chris Potter. Um, okay. But this is uh, what I think is a French um, big band. And they, they have this album coming out. Um, and supposedly this album was inspired by um the the composer of, of the big band and whatnot finding uh the work of frank zappa and that's kind of what uh inspired everything to go down um like i'm reading on a youtube video and whatnot he says that uh he's always been incredibly passionate about zappa um he's the only musician in the last 40 years he feels like in the world who is a musician without borders um, he always just wanted to experience things. Um, and so he compares that to like the likes of Mozart and Stravinsky and Bartok and, and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. It's just a really, it's a cool track. I think, um, I've liked hearing modern big band and seeing how they interpret things and how they work with it. I feel like, um, a lot of modern big band writing has gotten outside of the, uh, the, the idea of like, here's a section, here are their general roles and whatnot. Um, and hearing how even with a larger musician, how they're making it sound either a, like a s- smaller group with more intricate uh, lines and whatnot, or how they're really using it to the, the, the limits of just being able to exploit having so many musicians and all the different possibilities that can happen simultaneously rather than just having like two horns or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool. And then obviously like Chris Potter knows a couple things about the tenor saxophone. So great solo over top of the tune. Um, and there we go. So I wasn't disappointed to find that at all. Very curious to see what the rest of the album is going to be like, but, uh, it was cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see, right? Definitely. see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it. We've made it to the top 
top of our list for this month. So if you want to find this, follow along, hear the the background, and then check out the music. Just uh, go over to Spotify and follow the This Is Jazz Today playlist, and you'll see the last six months of releases there, uh, plus this month's January 2020 brand new releases. Um, so we're excited to keep things rolling with that. So share it with a friend, post it on your Instagram story so we can uh, blow this thing up. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here. Glad you could listen. And uh, we'll be back real soon with more podcasts, especially with all the new releases that are coming on Outside of Music this, uh, this year and this month. So thanks again, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>